welcome back to our podcast. Um, today we decided we're going to go back to herbs and talking about specific herbs. We have so many clients that ask us about what herbs should I use for this or that? And there's so many people that are talking about things like cleansing. And so we thought maybe cleansing herbs would be something that you would be interested in today. So there are a lot of different herbs that help with cleansing and some we don't even think about specifically for cleansing because they're helpful with so many other things. Anyway, I'm excited about getting into this topic today. So how are you today, Daniel? Well, I'm doing great, Jennifer. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Um, I'm excited about talking about this because we've used this in our other programs. Um, Have you used a lot of these herbs yourself? I have, uh, particularly garlic and red clover, some of my favorites. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I use red clover for so many different things. And, uh, you know, I didn't even think about it. You know, I think about it as a cleansing herb, but I think of it more for cancer. But I guess it's helpful for cancer because it is a cleansing herb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the thing that, you know, with these herbs, they're, we, they have so many different uses that you don't want to just narrow them down to one different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one so, herb can have. Yeah, go ahead, Jennifer. No, 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 you go ahead. I think that's why it takes so, so long to like learn a lot of these herbs because you'll find a few a few uses for one herb, and then you start you study more, and you realize there's like five, six more uses, and it's like it's it's definitely a uh, <clears throat> it takes a lot of studying to learn. So. Yes, it does, which I think is what was so great about the School of Natural Healing. We narrowed down to 100, 100 herbs. Yeah. Of course, yeah. it took me so long to get through the program that the 100 herb list changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did a little more than 100, but um, I think that was really great because there's so many programs where they have to learn so many different herbs, but then you don't really dive down deep into getting to know all of them. And I have to be honest with you, I don't know all 100 well. Not me but um, I do know enough of each category and I know about the properties and how to combine some of the herbs, which is useful. Um, anyway, so let's talk about some of these herbs. Um, so a lot of times when we're talking about cleansing herbs, we're talking about herbs that are great for um, cleansing the blood, blood purifiers. And so they affect, let's talk about all the different organs a blood purifier um, can affect. So that, that can affect um, your your heart, of course, because yeah. that's the main one that circulates your blood, um, but also your liver and your kidneys. So we're looking at herbs that affect all of these. And in traditional herbal medicine, um, they're called alteratives, which we are not really familiar with that word. And as a matter of fact, if you asked me to talk about alteratives, I'd be like, what are you talking about? I can't remember what that is. And so those are the ones that help with cleansing the blood. Um, they promote elimination of the toxins and they help to restore balance in the body. And so that's one of the things we want to look at. So these are really, really great herbs. Um, but medical disclaimer, um, the information that we're giving you today is for educational purposes only. We're not telling you to take these herbs. Um, we are not diagnosing. We are not treating. We are not telling you that these herbs are going to be great for your specific condition. Please do your own due diligence and please work with your medical provider. Because when we're talking about herbs that cleanse the blood, um, these are going to be thinning the blood as well. So if you're already on blood thinners, they can be contraindicated 
for you. And so, and they could affect your blood pressure. Anytime you add herbs and you have a medical condition where um, you're on a medication, remember herbs can inter interact with your meds. And so make sure you're working with your doctor because your blood pressure may improve. And so it may drop too low and you need to have your medications adjusted. Is your medical provider going to be excited about that? Mm, we don't know. They may be upset um, that you're doing something better for yourself, not that you're doing something better for yourself, but it's going to be more difficult for them to manage. Um, they like it when you uh, keep it at the same where you don't have to adjust your meds. But for those of you who are trying to improve or get off of your medications, um, then herbs can be helpful. You may want to find a functional medicine doctor that can help you um, work with that. Anyway, um, Daniel, what is what are your favorite alteratives or blood cleansing herbs? Well, you know, my first one is going to be red clover. Um, first of all, I like the taste of the tea. That's a big. <laughs> that's that a is big definitely help, helpful. You know, right? Yes, <laughs> it actually tastes good. You know, you would think the herb that cleanses the blood is going to be bitter. This one's not. Red clover is a really good one. And so when my dad was having problems, and my dad is, he died last year, but he was having problems with his blood pressure. And uh, so I made a tincture with red clover and garlic. Oh. And that really, really helped him. It, thin, it helped thin his blood and it helped his blood pressure come down. So, uh, Two of my two favorites are red clover and garlic because, well, you know, garlic. I mean, we both like garlic. That's probably my favorite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try to eat it every day. Uh, it's easy to get, you know, get garlic in on the food. But, uh, and then I like, bur I, mean, I like burdock root too. That's, that's my second favorite. So I make a broth every week. I actually I have been kind of lazy on that now that it's getting hotter, but yeah. I always put burdock root in my, my broth yeah. yeah it's a deep cleanser burdock is one of the best uh it, it really really helps to cleanse the liver too yes and you know and talking about that putting the burdock eating the garlic putting the burdock root in the broth and things like that when we're eating these herbs it's we're using them more as a functional food and that's going to be a safer method than taking a tincture or a capsule using an extract because anytime we extract something, we're condensing it and making it um, so much stronger, which can mm -hmm. be good, but it could be bad as well. So um, think about that. Um, those of you who are listening, trying to find ways to add these into your meals is going to be a much better way. Your body is going to be able to handle it a lot better. Um, another one that I use a lot, well, dandelion leaves yeah. and dandelion roots even the flowers you can have the flowers too um, but you can make salads with that but yellow dock um, we use yellow dock I actually use the yellow dock extract um, I make my own yellow dock is wild and is probably in your backyard um, I don't know if it's all over the world but it's definitely wild in our yard and we I live on a farm and so I know there's no spraying or anything that is nice and clean um, but we just dig them up chop the roots up and dehydrate them and then well sometimes we don't even dehydrate them we do dehydrate them but we'll make a fresh um, tincture with them um, and then we'll make teas and stuff with the the roots as well but yellow dock is wonderful for um, building the blood and for increasing iron 
in the blood. So for anyone who is showing that they're low on iron, you have to be careful because you could be one of those that, uh, people that stores iron. And if you, you could have a genetic um, tendency for, what is that, hematoma, hematomacrosis? Yeah. Is that the right word? Um, so then you build up those people usually have to give blood and give blood frequently to because they build up too much iron in the blood. Um, Dr. Christy Sutton is a great reference for that if you are concerned about your iron. Um, so I really like her, Dr. Christy Sutton. Um, but um, for some people, um, yellow dot is really helpful in helping to build up iron. And so you can get your doctor to run a full iron panel. You know, the school of natural healing, we don't do blood work and things like that. Um, I go beyond that and I do do annual blood work. And so that is something that I look at. So yellow dot is wonderful for the blood, adding minerals to the blood and for, especially for helping with iron. And then dandelion is wonderful for the liver. It's a blood cleanser. It helps to um, thin out bile and helps with gallbladder health as well. So that's another one that I really like. Um, cleavers. Yeah. Uh, cleavers is wonderful. We didn't talk about the lymphatic system. So I didn't even mention that when I talked about the systems, but cleavers <clears throat> is a lymphatic, wonderful for cleansing the lymphatic system and all of these herbs are wonderful for the skin um the skin cleavers is wonderful for is actually known for helping with acne and and things like that too and so that's another herb that grows wild here in my yard that we use yeah so um and echinacea let's talk about echinacea um what are when do you use echinacea well, you know, if, you know, during flu season, I like mm -hmm. to use it for a preventive and, you know, especially when COVID was out there and anytime, well, you know, when the colder months, when things, people start to get sick more, mm -hmm. I try to, you know, use it during those months to help my immune system stay active. And, uh, I, I rarely, rarely get sick and I'm not going to wood, but I mean, I haven't <laughs> Even during COVID, I think I got sick one time and mm -hmm. I was only sick for three days. Wow, so, that's great. Yeah, I can I can say the same thing, which may have a lot to do with our diet and lifestyle oh, yeah. as well. But yeah, I use echinacea when we feel like we're getting sick mm -hmm. or when I have an allergic reaction. Like I, I got a, our, the bugs are awful. And I've been outside playing with the puppies and I got a lot of bug bites. Like I'm calling myself super itchy. And so I took echinacea for that too, just to help yeah. with that um, response. Like if you have a bee sting and stuff like that. So I'm kind of surprised that it's listed as a blood thinner and blood purifier. Yeah, it is. It's kind of strange, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely not going to question Dr. Christopher. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, um. Yes. So when we talk about these herbs, we talked about some of the interactions and um, contraindications. So like I said, if you are on any medications, you, know, you need to be careful with these. Um, a lot of these herbs you don't want to take long term. Um, I know specifically sassafras. Was it sassafras or sarsaparilla? It was sassafras. Sassafras. Sassafras, you don't want to take long-term. So that's one that's used more for short-term. Um, and the same with echinacea. I don't use it long-term either. That's one that we do. We use it only when we need it. Um, during like flu season or something, we may take it um, six days and then take a rest day. 
but we don't take it year round for sure. Yeah, no. It yeah. won't work as well if you did anyway. Right. Um, so if we had someone who's just starting to get into herbs and understanding herbs, um, what are some things that someone would need to be aware of and what are some ways they could add these herbs? Well, one way, you know, like you were talking before, you like to have burdock root to broth, things like that, where you can use them. See, before, you know, years ago, like to say our ancestors or people, mm. people used to use herbs like for preventive. So they would add them in salads and in their foods like broths and things like you do. And so they would eat, eat them on a daily basis, but not in such a highly concentrated form. So... Right. It's not until you get really ill or you're trying to get a deep detoxification that you want to use them in a concentrated form like a tincture. So, and of course, like you were saying, if you're a lot of people now are on pharmaceuticals, so they really have to be careful what herbs they pair with certain pharmaceuticals. So that's what you were saying before. You would need, really need to get a functional medicine doctor because a regular medical doctor doesn't know anything about herbs and interactions. Functional medicine doctor probably will know a good bit more about herbs and how they interact with certain drugs. Right. Um, so I wanted to say something about garlic. Yeah. Um, so in my program, I have a 14-day mm -hmm. detox that I do in the spring and the fall. And during that, we use a lot of garlic. We use garlic with oil. There are a lot of detox programs where they flush the liver and the gallbladder with Epsom salts and things like that. And I don't like that. I don't, that feels too harsh to the body that doesn't feel natural. So um, one of the programs that we use, I know you, you use this one before too, is um, Dr. Schultz. You use garlic and olive oil and it's uh -huh. amazing how you know I did the first time I did it I passed gallstones and I thought oh my gosh so I didn't even need Epsom salts but it was a, just a great way to cleanse the gallbladder and the liver and thin the bile and flush everything and so that's one of the things with um, garlic so when you are that your liver needs a lot of different substances to detox efficient, efficiently for it to do its job. There's several different pathways that it goes through, methylation, glucuronidation, sulfation, you know, all these different, several more than this. And they need all these different nutrients. And one of the nutrients is in garlic, allicin, garlic and onions um, is needed for a lot of those different pathways. Um, and it really helps to support those pathways. And so I really think garlic and onions are really great um, for that. And so I love that garlic is listed as a um, alternative because it clearly is. Um, it helps yeah. with the circulation and the heart and everything, but also helps with the detoxification, the liver and thinning the bile and, and stuff like that. I'm right with you on garlic. It is an amazing, it has so many properties. It also is really good. <laughs> like the story I have about one of my clients had a severe prostate infection. The garlic oh, yeah. cleared it up because <laughs> it's really it's it's active against uh, bacteria, viruses, yeah. and um, uh, there's another one. Uh, and uh, it's antimicrobial. Yes, parasites. Yeah. Yes, yeah, garlic. Yeah, we both said garlic was our favorite. Yeah, yeah. So these. 
these herbs are not usually used alone, but when you think of them as like food and using them in, in foods, like in my broth. Um, so burdock root here in the US, we don't use burdock very often. It's not a common food, but in Asia it is. And it's, we, we used to grow, we haven't, we're not growing it this year, but it's a lot like, like a big carrot. It's a, a long root um, that is chopped. It oxidizes very quickly. And so you, when you chop it, you want to chop it and put it in water. Um, but uh, you can use it just like carrots. So I've stir fried it and things like that. So it's, it's a food. We have to think about these as our foods. Um, something else that helps with detoxification are, are minerals. And so a lot of these herbs are very, very high in minerals, like the red clover. Um, and red clover, is in it a legume? I'm pretty sure it's a legume. I think so. Mm -hmm. And so that's something else that contains a lot of nutrients that are also helpful with detoxification. Um, another one is uh, Oregon grape. Um, I use Oregon grape root a lot. It's in a lot of um, Dr. Christopher's infection formulas. Yeah. Um, it's another one that is very um, antimicrobial um, as well, which yeah, is important. And when we're detoxing, we want to make sure that we're uh, cleansing the system and anything that is um, dying off. You may want, we want actually want to get rid of any pathogens and, and things like that and flushing them out with things like um, dandelion. So it's not only going to help with detoxification, but it's also going to act as an, a diuretic to help flush um, toxins out as well. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to add about these cleansing herbs or any herbs that we haven't mentioned? Um, I think I just want to say, huh, go ahead. Jennifer. These are just really great herbs to have in yeah. your apothecary. I have an apothecary cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. We're like I'm the uh, probably have the only one in my town here. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say for you know for the dandelions, you know during the summer, most of us can go out in the yard and find those. I mean, my yard is full of them. Yeah, mine too. It's all over, and we even have grown them. We've grown them, oh, cultivated them, and but we had them all over the yard as well. So yes, yeah, yeah. so I just go around and gather them all over because I know now I don't go and gather somewhere if you don't know if it's been sprayed or not sprayed don't gather yeah. herbs along the roadsides because it has road runoff and there's going to be uh just toxins from the road and the cars yeah, yeah. And, exhaust and stuff so make sure that you know where you're harvesting from but you can get um you can even get dandelion in a regular grocery store even where we live the leaves the root is going to be a little better for detoxification, but anytime you can get any of them is great. And think about your bitter foods. Your bitter foods are the really the great ones that help with detoxification and cleansing. And so it doesn't have to just be, which is probably why echinacea is listed. Echinacea is very bitter. You know, it is a high quality echinacea tincture. If it like numbs your tongue, it's bitter yeah. and numbs your tongue. So that's something to look for when you're looking for these herbs. If you dig up an echinacea root and chew on it, whew, Yes, yeah. it's uh, very strong and it's going to numb, numb the tip of your tongue. Um, but I forgot what I was going to say. I got sidetracked. <laughs> Squirrel. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the three on the, the, some of the top three here is, you know, the dandelion, red clover and plantain. Oh, we Most talk about plantain. Are, yeah, it's in the yard. I mean, it's, I know we're in the South. I think yes. it grew in most of the U.S., yeah, I think Pretty plantain is everywhere. Yeah, all of those. They should be in yeah. everybody's 
yard. Yeah. If you aren't spraying and you're letting the weeds come uh, up, they're true. probably in your yard. Yeah, plantain is one of it's one of our favorites. It's yeah. best fresh too. And so it's one that mm -hmm. you don't want to buy. Um, you want to be able to get it fresh from your yard, which luckily I do have it all over the place. It is yeah. one of those, it's one of those that's sprayed because it is in everyone's yard. That's what people are spraying with their Roundup. They yeah. want to get rid of that weed, but it is wonderful <laughs> for cleansing the blood, helping with skin health. I mean, a lot of people make plantain tea. It's very mucilaginous, so it helps with the entire intestinal system. Oh, and yeah. we use it for, we use it mostly for bug bites. You know, if you get a sting or a splinter, all you have to do is crumble up the leaf or you can chew on the leaf and stick it on a splinter or a bee sting. And, and just, it's really just a matter of minutes. It that little stinger will come out or the splinter will come out. It's amazing. It's one of our favorites. Yeah. My father-in-law got bit a few years ago by a brown recluse right on his face. Oh my gosh. And he, and he goes to the doctor and of course they prescribe antibiotics. That's all they really do for it. But it, it started to, you know, to get necrosis. So I went and picked a bunch of plantain, made a tea for him and I made a poultice with plantain. Yeah. It cleared it right up within three days. It cleared it up. Wow, with a brown really recluse? Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, this is, uh, you know. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Was it like the ointment? Well, I made a, the ointment was, um, I used bentonite clay, mm -hmm. plantain. I put some uh, red clover in it and it pulled it out. And he, he's a, he's a chemist. So he would, he, he went to the store and bought some kind of, he bought something called bowl ease and he would put it on the uh, wound mm -hmm. and the next day it didn't look any better. So, but he said every time he would put my poultice on it, the next day it would start to look better. So he kept using my poultice and drinking yeah. the tea. And within a few days, it was, it's the necrosis stopped. Wow. And that's big. That's a big deal because I'd never heard anything that could stop that. You know, me neither. And that's why I was like, wow, that's wonderful. I, I mean, I can't say it could work for everyone, but it's definitely good for everybody to know that it could. You know? Yes. 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 That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and one, one thing that triggered me um, in this was you talking about that. So these are called cleansers because it's cleansing the blood, removing those toxins from the red, the uh, brown recluse, sorry to say red recluse, the brown recluse. So it cleansed it up, removed the toxins to help with the healing and repairing. And so I guess that's why these herbs like red clover specific for the cancer cleansing the blood, removing the toxins and helping with cancer. So it makes me wonder if things like uh, apricot seed, if those would be considered um, alternatives too. I would think so, but I'm not sure. Now, um, bitter apricot seeds are really great um, in cases of cancer, but that's another one that you have to be very, very careful with. So please do not take apricot Bitter, bitter apricot seeds, not sweet, bitter apricot seeds without doing your own due diligence and researching. Um, you don't want to take more than a few a day if you, um, it's something you want to educate yourself on. So I mentioned it, but I want to make sure that that's something to put in your pocket so that you can do some more research on. Um, did you have, do you not have a lot of information on apricot seeds? I don't, it's one of the, I've never really had much experience with that one. Mm -mm. We talked about it briefly when we were at yeah. the School of Natural Healing, um, and it's I have some, um, and we do include them occasionally. Um, I've heard a lot of case like studies. That. A lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of people have gotten good results with it with cancer. 
Yeah, um, yeah. So I was just curious if that would be listed as one or not. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think that that probably sums up um, everything that we have to say about these cleansing herbs. I hope that this helped you. Um, if you use any of these herbs, you've had some success or even failures with these herbs, please let us know. Um, if you have any questions, we want to hear from you. So please, whatever you have to say, we want to hear from you. And if there's a topic you would like for us to discuss um, or dig deeper into, then we want to know that as well. So thank you for listening to us and join us for our next podcast.